You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz here with me. This is the second installment of our position previews. These are fun episodes that people like that are a little bit shorter, a little bit more condensed, but they're very specific to one position group. So we'll have all, we'll go through all of them. Um, you can, you can listen to them in whatever order you want. But last time we did the quarterback episode, this time will be the running back episode. We'll keep the same format. We'll talk about biggest strength at the position group, biggest question mark, and a prediction that we have for the room so, Steve, the, the depth chart's pretty straightforward here. Um, Blake Corum's a starter, nearly got 1,000 yards last season with a sprained ankle, did not get a ton of carries down the stretch last season. Donovan Edwards, former five-star recruit, ended up having more receiving yards than rushing yards last season, but he had 515 all-purpose yards because he also had a pretty big passing play in the Big Ten title game and five touchdowns despite being the number three running back. Um, Tavier Dunlap, Claw Mulling seem to be the, the guys fighting for the number three spot. C.J. Stokes uh, arrived to campus this summer. Uh, he drew comparisons as a recruit, kind of a Karan Higdon build and, and playing style. But, Steve, you're, 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 in your opinion, what is the biggest strength of this running back room? I think the versatility at one and two. I think, right, we talked last year about and correctly, I remember mentioning going to the Ohio State game that that Michigan's ability to get Edwards in the passing game involved in the passing game was going to help them against Ohio State. And sh- I mean, sure enough, it's it's literally what led to their first touchdown on that heading end around. And you know, Michigan can use really could use both of those guys in so many different ways. Um, I expect we're going to see both of them on the field at the same time quite a bit this year at least more than you would normally see both meaning Coram and Edwards yes I okay think at least more than you would normally see your top two backs again like we've we talked about in the couple episodes ago is just the, the depth that Michigan has at receiver and even at tight end like there's a two there's a lot of guys uh, but I do think that you could argue I don't know if you'd agree here but you could argue that Coram and Edwards are Michigan's two most talented offensive players uh Maybe. maybe not, right? not too I mean, it, far off. Definitely two of the top five. I mean, right. like, how do you weigh in Eric all? How do you weigh like sure. some of the receivers, but, but either way, I think it's, you're pretty confident in what those two can do. Yeah. So I think it's the versatility that both of those guys can provide. And, and, and just the, there's a multitude of ways that they both can hurt you. So um, pretty simple for me. You know, I don't want to say depth again like we did at quarterback, but you could still argue depth even though we don't know who number three is going to be right now. But just having that one-two punch, uh, probably one of the best in the country for sure. So I'll say versatility. Just too many ways that each of those guys can get can can get past defenses. Yeah, and it's not just like – I think sometimes people describe running backs as versatile just because they can catch passes. Like I feel like that's – sometimes that's what it takes and someone's like, oh, he's a ver- versatile guy. This is beyond that. I mean, they're not just 
running backs who can catch passes. Like they can, um, they can push linebackers backwards in how they carry the ball. They can, they can beat safeties to the edge and, and get the corner and, and turn a good play into a great one. I think I saw Edwards beat out a couple legit cornerbacks last season. So I think that there's, there's a, a legitimate multitude of ways they can make not just plays, but big plays. You know, Blake Corum, I think his ability, I mean, we, we talked about this in, in the last ep- or in a couple episodes ago where he, he can take that hit from a Wisconsin linebacker and still get a f- four extra yards, or he can outrun anybody. And, and, you know, I think he was one of the top five or 10 running backs in the country last season in terms of plays of 50 yards or more. So I think that there's, it's my, in my opinion, the biggest strength is also versatility, but I just want to underscore that, that this is not just the lazy analysis. Oh, they're versatile because they can catch passes. Like this is, they, they are effective as receivers. They are effective as between the tackle runners. They are effective um, as outside the tackle runners. I mean, these are guys who can, who can, who should have opposing defenses worried and concerned in every, no matter where they line up in the field, no matter what the down and distance are is. So it's, I think it's a, it's a, it's not just a strength. It's a, it's a capital S strength, but I had the same one. So not, not a ton else to add. It's just uh just emphasis, I suppose. Your biggest question mark for the room. I think we actually talked about this in, in our episode of our five questions ahead of fall camp. To me, it's, it's who can take the ugly yards. You know, who can take those Hassan Haskin yards who can not just, you know, the not Hassan Haskins carries because Corman Edwards will take on more carries as a result. But, but the, the, you, you mentioned setting yourself up for a second and six instead of a second and nine or third and two. And you're not super concerned about, being able to get those yards because of Haskins ability to avoid tackles to, to embrace contact to really like actually like want to hit people and to knock them backwards and to get those, those quote unquote fall forward yards. To me, that's the biggest question uh, who can get the ugly yards, Steve. I don't know if you had a different one, but your biggest question mark for this running back room. These it's how good can Donovan Edwards be? Uh, you said 500 yards in, in basically a few games worth of legitimate playing time last year. I think, and I think, I think I've seen others mention this. I don't know. I can't remember where I saw this. Maybe one of the coaches even said it. I mean, I really 100% believe uh, that he has Heisman trophy potential. If the usage, and again, I don't think this year would be that year because you also have Blake Corum who, who is, you know, amazing one of the best running backs in the conference and subsequently the country then on the roster but but Edwards I think gives can can give them some things that Corum can't even so to me I, I, I just think you know how how high can Donovan Edwards reach this season uh, like you said he I mean we're not talking about a guy that you can run some nice get some nice screen sets for and get the ball in his hands. I mean, we're talking about somebody who, yeah, you can legitimately split out wide uh, and throw a deep ball. And so really, and I go back to this too, this is something else to keep in mind. I, I, I've always kind of kept this in the back of my mind with him. I know the one thing, and, and we, we did see him, I don't remember 
if he did last year, he may have once. Uh, but ball security, I know, was like the big, big, big thing with him. Senior high school is like something Michigan really harped on with him about where they wanted to see him get better at. So one area where once we start seeing him take more carries in between the tackles, more maybe first and second down type situations, is, is he able to – is that become an issue at all? I, again, we'll see. I just, you know, to not go completely over the top with how I think – how good I think he could be, you know, there are some questions still there. But, you know, I just – I do. I think of any player on the roster, I think he's the one that has really the the, the, the chance to, to really – maybe bring home some legitimate postseason awards someday. Yeah, that's that's a very good question. And, and I think to the other side, because obviously the potential is sky high. We all saw how he moves, how he carries the ball last season. Still a little technically unproven as a runner. If you think about last season, um, you know, I think he I think he ran for about 170 yards and but most of those did come in the two Mac games against Western Michigan and against Northern Illinois. And so I I still, I'm not like skeptical that he's going to be a really productive running back this season, but I think that would be the one area giving me pause before I start saying, oh, he's a, a top five running back in the conference or, oh, he's top, you know, 15 or 20 running back in the country. I, I, I do want to see him very sold on him as a pass catcher, obviously sold on him as an athlete. Um, the nuances of, of being a ball carrier I just don't think we got an opportunity to see enough of him last season. You know, with Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum, they were already running the ball more than a lot of fans wanted them to, uh, at least early on before it was clear that it was working. So I, I don't, I don't say like, oh, he didn't have enough yards against Big Ten teams, but I do think that is one area where we necessarily haven't necessarily seen him consistently as a collegiate ball carrier because it is a step up. It is. That's I'm not every true freshman running back just jumps in right away and is is Jonathan Taylor or J.K. Dobbins. Um, so I, I am curious to see about that, but I'm with you. I think you know, I go back to Big Ten Media Days where Jim Harbaugh had a really, really complimentary quote, uh, called him a once-in-a-generation kind of player, uh, just in his ability to do anything. And And the only time I remember Jim saying that about a player – at Big Ten Media Days was Jabril Peppers. That was the last time, technically less than once in a generation, but but in the sense of like this high praise, like this this player could do literally anything on the field and and help Michigan because his pass was pretty darn good. I mean, you know, his, in the Big Ten Championship game, he took a hit from an Iowa. Uh, defender and and slung it downfield and it, it really broke the game open I mean that was kind of the moment that it was like oh oh Michigan's definitely winning this game this isn't even this isn't even a concern at this point so um yeah I think I think that Jim Harbaugh he's sometimes he'll throw the praise I, I, I won't say he's like hesitant or conservative about praising players but well he doesn't always bring out the superlatives like that and so I think for him to bring him out for, for Donovan speaks to a conviction, not just a hunch, not a belief, a conviction that Donovan Edwards is going to be elite for Michigan. Um, and I think a lot of that can start this season. My biggest question. Oh, I already talked about mine. The ugly yards. That's right. All right. Prediction 
for the room. I mine's kind of quick. I just ended up looking up the stats last season or during the off season to kind of see if this was possible. I think Michigan finishes top three in the country in running back receiving yards. Um, last season, I believe they were seventh and, or no, the Wolverines were 10th um, and sixth among power five schools with 540 running back receiving yards. I think that they're going to exceed that. I think they're going to be North of 700 this year. Um, I think that it's, we mentioned it's not just a novelty. It's not just a check down deal. I think that it's going to be a big part of Michigan's passing game. And I think both of their abilities to catch consistently, you might almost see like if it's third and four, they might almost have both those guys run routes. You know, maybe, maybe if, the, if they feel like the defense is, is bracing for the run. Yeah. Why not just call an audible and, and, you know, have them run a, have one of, or both of them run a quick wheel route. So I think they're going to finish top three. I won't predict them to finish number one because uh, Mississippi State had, I think they returned both guys who had a combined 924 receiving yards last season. And, and Mike Leach likes to throw the ball like nobody's business. But I do think they can finish top three. They probably need about 700 yards to get there. I think they get there. Steve, a prediction from you from the running backs room for this season. So we talked about, I'm, I'm going maybe a little bit bold here, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I think Edwards is one of Michigan's five leading receivers this year. Is that bold based off what you just said, or is that almost piggybacking what you just said? No, I think, I think it's a little bolder. I mean, we talked about a couple episodes ago, five different guys who could catch 700 yards. Do you think Edwards ends up ahead of, you know, an Eric all Anthony Wilson, Johnson or bell. You think he ends up cracking the top five? Yeah. Why not? Let's do it. I'm in. For the, for the same reasons I outlined and what you said about <laughs> <laughs> it was all kind of leading towards this, right? Uh, no. So I, that I'm going to say that though. I just think there's, he's just so good as a receiver. And again, and that, but he's really good. He looks really good as a running back too early on, uh, but I just like, it's going to be so pick your poison with Michigan receiving wise that, you know, eventually it'll open up opportunities for him both to, as, to split out, but also just right out of the backfield too. I just think, again, I don't know, maybe this would call this the Donovan Edwards episode. I don't know, but either way. Um, you bring up a good point though. Cause if you think about it, like say they play against Iowa and they put, they have three wide receivers, a tight end. Um, they have Donovan Edwards in the backfield. He motions out to the slot. Who's covering him? And I'm not picking on Iowa here. I, I'd say that for pretty much every team, including Ohio State. Yeah, it's the same. Who do you put on him? It's the old Saquon Barkley on Mike McCray. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah, you can, like, you can decide. Oh. It was never McCray's fault. How the hell are you going to cover Saquon Barkley out in the, out wide? You know, I mean, that's just – that's what ha- that's what having a, a potentially really great player. That's what that that's what happens. That's what they do for you, you know. Because you're totally right. Yeah. So. so it'll be it'll be pick your poison. Because I think the answer, honestly, is you try to have a cornerback on the field whenever he's on the field, just in case. And isn't that like think about how fascinating that is? Then you can run, then you can give him the just give him the ball. Yep. 
right? So it's like, yeah, that's where it's like, a, it, it is, it's a, it's a, again, another good problem for Michigan to have is, is that type of schematic advantage. You're, you have, so, you may, you may have some kind of schematic advantage, no matter who the defense puts on the field when he's out there. Right. So yep. pretty interesting. Yeah. A lot of possibilities. And, and certainly we don't mean any sort of disrespect to Blake Corum. It's just Edwards is someone that, that we haven't talked about as, as much because he wasn't almost rushing for a thousand yards last season. All right. For Steve Lorenz, I'm Zach Shaw. This has been it for the, for the running backs episode. Be sure to check out all of our stories over at the Michigan insider.com, Michigan at 24, seven sports.com. Uh, stay tuned next time. We're going to have the receivers episode. Thank you so much for listening. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I got to play. I'm going to play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 